Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Let's take a quick look at the news in the market today. Now, Nike and Johnson & Johnson are both kind of in damage control mode today. Now, the first uh, Nike hits kind of close to home. I'm a, I'm a huge basketball fan. That was my sport. Uh, I'm a Lakers season ticket holder. So, uh, and I kind of follow college basketball and, and the NBA very closely. And uh, yesterday, the consensus number one pick in the upcoming draft, Zion Williamson, uh, was playing North Carolina in Durham uh, at, at the Duke campus. And in the first uh, minute of the game, he blew out his Nikes, uh, and meaning he literally tried to pivot and his foot blew through the shoe. Uh, and it actually put, put him out of the game. Uh, for the day. Luckily, there were some rumors that he tore his ACL and MCL, and uh, <clears throat> luckily that wasn't the case. <laughs> so uh, it was a grade one mild knee sprain. So he's going to be fine. Um, but it's not a good look for Nike, right? When one of the most uh, touted NBA prospects in many years uh, almost gets badly injured because of your products being faulty to a degree, uh, that's certainly not going to look good on the brand. So uh, Nike stock was down a little bit. You know, it was down 89 cents, a little over 1% on the day. Uh, certainly nothing too dramatic, um, but not a good look. Uh, it be interesting to see if uh, Zion signs with Nike long-term when he becomes a pro. Uh, Johnson & Johnson... Uh, they had issues with the SEC and over concerns the company's baby powder may have contained asbestos. About 13,000 plaintiffs are seeking claims in a pending lawsuit, and the argument will revolve around the statistical and causal versus a ca- causational relationship in the connection with contaminated talc powder. Uh, Johnson Johnson was down about 1.5% today. What else? Uh, Lyft is looking to IPO. And uh, likely will happen this spring. I think that'll be very interesting. A good test of the IPO market. Uh, it hasn't been a great IPO market really since the fourth quarter of last year when the market had the big drop. Uh, you had Alibaba, not Alibaba, excuse me, that was um, SoftBank, excuse me, that pulled back their funding for WeWork, uh, not completely, but greatly reduced the amount that they were going to put into uh, the company. So that's kind of uh, been maybe a harbinger for the things to come. You know, we talked about tech stocks not being a great place to be. Uh, it has been over the past uh, couple months as we, as the Fed has pivoted and uh, looks like we are no longer headed for more rate hikes this year. At least that's what the Fed is insinuating based on their last minutes. So that'll be very, very interesting. And then the retail ice age is upon us. Layoffs are piling up. 
part of this is M&A activity in the retail space. Part of it is consumer spending uh, in, the, in December was down dramatically. Cheesecake Factory, which is in a lot of malls, right? Uh, same store sales up about 1.9%, which is okay. But it's retail, it's brick and mortar retail operations are failing, uh, not doing so hot. So uh, inside the malls, they're not doing very well, but outside they're doing all right. Now, if you're a longtime Invest Talk listener, you may recall that years ago, I predicted the transformation of the great concrete retail malls into food and entertainment centers. So it is the fact that Cheesecake Factory doing fairly well offer evidence that continue transformation. Uh, you know, I think I think that's the case. I misspoke. I guess I guess overall they're doing pretty well, even even at the malls. So, uh, you know, it just shows that's kind of the malls are going to have a transformation. It's still a large building at the center of many communities, uh, and there's a use for it. Now, what are they going to do? Uh, one I've I heard rumored uh, it, locally here in in Orange County is opening a WeWork type of location, right? Uh, I don't think it's actually WeWork, but you know, a shared office facility um, that you know has a lot of amenities and uh, flexibility, etc. And maybe that's what what uh, is going to be the use case for it, right? So the retail landscape, or just the real estate, commercial real estate landscape is likely going to go through a dramatic transformation and already started, I believe, uh, over the next decade or so, especially if the uh, the market, uh, you know, the economy continues to roll, uh, less people are going to spend on retail, but people are going to need space for particular purposes, okay? So just kind of a heads up on what's happening in the retail space right now. Now tomorrow on Invest Talk, one stock market gauge just hit an all-time high, and that's bad news for the bears. That story tomorrow, but for now, I'm Justin Klein, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888 chart Your typical workday can be very busy. Assignments, appointments, responsibilities, obligations. Sometimes you start early and end late. For that reason alone, you may already be looking to the future, to a period when your money, your accumulated assets are working for you and ultimately creating financial freedom. There are many voices suggesting financial planning services, but there's one company, one firm that offers a balanced variety of strategically designed investment plans. One firm that applies decades of experience to enable a client personalized collaboration. One firm that can show you how to optimize an investment portfolio that fits your lifestyle objectives and risk tolerance limitations. One firm that speaks with a clear, logical, and unbiased voice. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial or visit kppfinancial.com. Well, it's official. Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose on Wednesday, March 13th. Space is limited, but if you act fast, you can register for his free one-on-one portfolio review consultation. Details at investtalk.com. And now, Justin's here taking your calls live. 
Get your questions in, call 888-99-CHART. Let's go to Vitaly in Atlanta. He's looking at Johnson & Johnson. How you doing, Vitaly? Hey, doing well. How are you? Doing well. Uh, you you want to buy Johnson & Johnson, looking to sell it? What is it? Um, actually, I was looking to buy, but I wanted to compare Johnson & Johnson with Teva, T-E-V-A, and see which okay. one you thought was a better buy at this time. Well, Teva absolutely 100% has more upside to it, uh, simply because yeah. it, it's, it's a much smaller company. Uh, the stock prices come down dramatically over the last uh, what, few years. Uh, we owned this uh, a while back, and it's come down from uh, $72 a share roughly back in uh, July of 2015, hit a low of $11 and, and change. And now it's at $70.25. It's kind of languishing down here. Uh, big issue is debt. Uh, huge debt overhang on Teva. Uh, you know, they, they, they made a lot of acquisitions, some very poor, and they're trying to dig themselves out of that debt level. Now, if they can do that, then it's the stock could return to the 40s or $50 a share level. But they have a ton, a ton of debt on their balance sheet. Uh, if I look at their uh, their market cap is about 19 billion, as opposed to uh, Johnson Johnson, which is what are we at 300, almost 400 billion. Let me take a look at where we're at. It's a lot higher. Uh, let's see, yeah, 363 billion. So much smaller company, but Teva has about 30 billion dollars in debt on its balance sheet that it needs to be able to uh, pay off and pay down. And they're trying to do it, but uh, revenues are down 15% year over year. And net income is is negative, uh, uh, and and free cash flow is positive. But they need a lot of money to pay down that debt. So, what type of investor are you, Vitaly? Are you aggressive? Are you conservative? Um, somewhat conservative as of late. <laughs> okay. Uh, you yeah, know. Um... I, I mean, if if I'm gonna pick one, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Teva. Why? Because I think they can dig out of the of their their problems. They, they hired a new CEO that's good, uh, uh, but it's going to be a bumpy road, and it's a a much higher risk uh, than Johnson and Johnson. But Johnson and Johnson's also not, doesn't look exciting either. It's barely growing. Uh, it's you know it, it's its chart doesn't look very exciting. Um, so for me, if I'm being safe, Johnson Johnson is a safe pick. But uh, if I'm going risk versus reward on both, I'm going with Teva because I think there's an upside of them being to pay down their debt. Thanks for the call, Vitaly. Let's go to Tom in San Francisco. He's looking at P, G, and E. Hi, Justin. Hi. Hi. You, you, yeah, uh, you, are you looking to buy and sell it? Uh, what? what? I'm trying to I'm trying to add a PCG, but I don't know what is your take on that um, based on current well, situation. There's a lot of there's clearly they filed bankruptcy, right? So in 99 out of 100 bankruptcies, the value of the equity is zero, right? Because the liabilities overwhelm the assets, and therefore all assets go to 
paying down, paying off bondholders, right? That's typically the case in 99 out of 100 bankruptcies. PG&E is not your typical bankruptcy. It's goal and expected liabilities from the fires. Now, this is what I suspect PG&E is doing, is I think they are trying to scare policymakers, and it very well could work, to change the rules and say, look, your rules are terrible, and I agree they are, and it's driving us to bankruptcy, which is going to affect, and this is how it's going to affect your uh, the, the people of your state, our customers, in a negative way. And I believe they are trying to find a way to get the, the rules changed. If you want to bet on that, go for it. Otherwise, if they can't get the rules changed, I think they're going to zero. So I would not be adding to it. Does that make sense? But it, it's increasing. Keeps on increasing. I don't know. Yeah, there's obviously there, it's based on speculation. It's on speculation that something about the story will change. If you want to join in that speculation, go for it. I don't want to join that speculation. I I know how uh, the California uh, lawmakers work. They typically don't like to side with corporations, especially large industrial corporations who uh, many probably view as pollutants or whatever. Uh, I, I just don't think that it's going to work. I could be wrong. But it's not a bet that I would make. But go ahead. If you think that they can get the rules changed to where the liabilities are not going to be in the hundreds of billions of dollars like they've stated, go ahead. Is that a bet you're willing to make, Tom? Got it. Okay. And I don't know. Recently, the Citibank, uh, City has given them a grade. Okay. Once again, I, I, this is this is a complex bankruptcy. There's a lot of political uh, uh, political ramifications of it, political lobbying. Uh, I w I'm sure that are gonna it's gonna come into play. Uh, I I don't have the expertise, and I don't pretend to have the expertise to know how this is gonna play out because. Uh, lawmakers are unpredictable. I don't have anybody within government, within lo the lobbyists in, in, in Sacramento that are uh, that are in the know. So, because I don't know, I'm staying away from it. But if you think you know, go for it. Thanks, Tom. Now, our main talking point today is about the $22 trillion U.S. national debt. It's huge, and we'll talk about the dangers Later, hint, what matters is debt to GDP, which we'll talk about as well. Are we going to go to Kevin in Oakland now or after the break? All right, let's go to Kevin in Oakland. He's asking about 401k. Yes, hello. Kevin, you there? Yes. Yes, hello? Yes, what uh, What do you want to know about 401k? Your 401k, what's your question? Yeah, so in regards to my 401k plan at work, I'm able to um, deposit it into pre-tax or after-tax, and I would like to know on what scenario should I do the pre-tax or should I do the after-tax? Mm -hmm. 
as far yeah. as my contributions to my 401k at work. Yeah. So are you in a high tax bracket, low tax bracket, medium tax bracket? Uh, low. Low tax bracket. Okay. Then I would, for now, put the money into a Roth 401k. Is that, that's what you're basically asking. What right? if, that's, the if same... that's not an option? We don't have a Roth. We don't have a Roth in our plan. Oh, but we can. Well, then you contribute. Then, to then you want to be putting it all. Plan, yeah, you. Then, then your only option is a regular four hundred one k, which the money you put in is going to be pre-taxed, and you're not going to have. You're not going to pay taxes on that today. So you don't want to put any money in okay. your four hundred one k post-tax. Okay, so it all should go into the pre-tax. Well, that's how it's it, it's it's going to default that way. The money is going to come from your paycheck comp company, and part of it will go into your four hundred one k, depending on your uh, your your selection of how much you want to defer into your four hundred one k, and then you're going to write that amount throughout the year uh, when you go to file your taxes. Whatever you contribute to your four hundred one k will be uh, taken off your income so your adjusted gross income for the year and therefore you're not going to pay tax on that this year but whenever you do take that money out of your 401k you will be taxed on it so you don't want to put any post-tax money because any time money you're taking out of a regular 401k is going to be taxed so if you're tax going in and tax going out double taxed you don't want that okay makes sense? i got it all right that makes sense got it now, some people are allowed a, 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 a Roth 401k, and that is money that you would put in post-tax, right? Because when you take the money out of a Roth, you aren't taxed. Make sense? Yeah, unfortunately, so, we don't have that so, option at work at this time. Well, that's why I'm confused about your question, because if you, it sounds like you have the option, Right. We don't, yeah. So we can we can put it in a pre-tax or an after-tax, mm -hmm. but it's not a Roth. We don't have a Roth. To it's not well, defined as a then Roth. I, then I'm confused uh, why that would even be an option. Now, 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 what you could do, which I would never recommend, is if you go to the max amount you can put in your 401k, which I believe as individually it's like 18,000 or so. It changes every year, maybe it's up to 19,000. You can put more money on top of that that's not tax deductible, but you wouldn't want to do that. You would take that extra money and just put it into like an IRA, for example. Okay, so so try not to to do any money into a regular 401k. Don't ever put any post-tax money into that. There are other alternatives. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Now, this is Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein, and we stream and broadcast Invest Talk live in the 4 o'clock Pacific time hour each weekday. And it's also available 24-7 via our archived podcast at investtalk.com. And of course, you can listen and subscribe to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And I hope you'll tell your friends and family members about Invest Talk as well. Now, the lines are open. We have about mm, 10, 11 minutes left in the show. So if you're going to get your call in, you want to do it now. We are taking your finance and investing questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. 
Made possible by KPP Financial. InvestTalk listeners and KPP clients alike are invited to take advantage of the many products and services of KPP Financial. For example, the InvestTalk radio program and its podcast replays, the new online training experience, InvestTalk Academy, and the KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed to subscribers each Friday. Learn more anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open now, and you can call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Eight 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 ninety nine chart eight eight nine nine two four two seven eight. Let's talk about our main talking point today, and is it's the fact that we have now hit twenty two trillion dollars in national debt. Twenty two trillions. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Well, what matters most though is the debt to GDP ratio, uh, and we're not quite in that danger zone yet. But we're going to get there rather soon. The, the, what's crazy right now is we have a trillion dollar deficit with unemployment rates at 4%. It's wild. Imagine what a recession would do. Uh, we would probably blow out to $2 trillion a year. It's pretty wild. Now, debt to GDP was about 30% when Ronald Reagan took office in 1981. Climbed to about 65% in the mid-90s. And then President Clinton and a Republican-controlled Congress actually balanced the budget, okay? And that level fell to 30.9 in the second quarter of 2001. Now, from there, we financed to, we borrowed to finance two wars, uh, along with the recession that sent GDP, debt to GDP to 77 and when Obama took office, uh, after he left office, I'm sorry, it was at 103%. Now we're at 104%. Okay, now that's a small uptick, but the debt continues to rise faster than our GDP. And that's, to me, what is the most concerning. Now that figure began to rise in the early 80s from less than $1 trillion to currently $16.2 trillion. Uh, and, and when, when I talk about, that's talking about the Social Security and Medicare uh, liabilities, okay? And this is this is a tough situation I think we're, we're in as a country. And we need to start looking at ways to cut entitlements. That's the bottom line. Uh, whether you're on the left or the right or the middle, doesn't matter. You can sit there and cut all the discretionary spending you want, but until entitlements are reformed, this is not going to change. We are now at a point with baby boomers retiring, with the cost of health care going up every, every year, that this is not going to turn around unless there's entitlement reform. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try to get political and tell you the solution is means testing or you know cutting the Medicare Prescription Drug Act that was uh, passed by Bush. 
there, there's a lot of problems that have piled up over the years. So this is something that we're now above that 100 level, and that is where things start to spiral, tend to spiral out of control. Now the positive compared to Europe is that we can print our own money, and that's likely what will happen. We'll monetize the debt just like Japan. Now this is Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein. The year seems to be moving as fast as the market. This is Invest Talk, and we're glad you're with us today for one hour of financial news and perspective. And your decision-making process can benefit from this practical and unbiased advice, especially if you consult with Steve or Justin. Step up now with your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Let's talk with Dustin in Utah. How you doing, Dustin? Hey, great, Justin. Good show today. Valuable information. Really, really thorough. Thank you for that. A couple of quick Appreciate questions. It. One, are retail sales in yet for January? I don't believe they are. I know uh, December's were, were pretty meek, but I suspect a, a rebound, uh, especially with a market rebound. Uh, but they certainly aren't strong, that's for sure. Second thing, um, hedge fund versus portfolio management funds. Uh, what's the difference? And how do you do what criteria do you use to decide whether to go into a hedge fund? or to have a managed portfolio, such as you and Steve offer? Well, we don't, we don't invest uh, in, in any hedge funds. Uh, and you know, hedge funds are, are just another fund. It's just another name for a, a, a fund. Uh, there's all different types of strategies. There are hedge funds that do trend uh, following others, buy derivatives, other, you know, it, it's really across the board. So uh, hedge, it's hard to lump hedge funds into one category, uh, except to say that there are limitations to who can invest in it and how much, et cetera, right? Um, so really it comes down to what strategy is the hedge fund executing versus what strategy is somebody like, uh, like us ex executing. Does that make sense? To set one up, are the regulations uh, significantly different than what you and Steve do versus a hedge fund, if you wanted to set one up? Yeah, there, there's more more lawyers probably involved when it comes to a hedge fund. We actually set up a hedge fund uh, back in the early 2000s uh, in order to short stocks in the in the bear market uh, of 2000 to 2003. Uh, back then, there were not the short ETFs and other things that you could do. So what we you could you could buy the hedge fund and IRA, and that would short the market. You know, because you can't short naturally in an IRA. So there was things like that that we, we've set up. And there's just a lot of, uh, we, we, we've since wound it down because it's no longer needed because there's other ways that we can achieve the goals that we had with the, those hedge funds. So, uh, but we know the process and it did take a lot of lawyer fees, etc. Um, and so, uh, yes, it does take a lot more uh, legwork and there's a lot more regulations around the hedge fund because you can't market it. Right, you can't market a hedge fund. 
Makes sense. Thanks thanks for the call, Dustin. Let's go to Robert in Pleasanton. He's looking at KHC, which is Kraft Heinz. I know they had some poor earnings after hours, right? Yeah, I saw that today. It looked like they dropped about 20% after hours. They cut their dividend. And I'm just wondering yeah. what you guys think and about it. I think there are some counting issues as well, right? I think so, yes. Yeah. Okay. And you look, you own it or looking to buy it? No, no. I was uh, just always, you know, on the lookout for uh, a big blue chip stock that makes a a significant drop, and wondering if it, this is a good time to get in or is it uh, headed lower? Well, I don't see a, a big reason to step in front of this train right now. Close the day around. Where are we at? $48 or so, and now we're at $38 or so after hours. So certainly down big. Uh, let's look longer term. It will hit a high of almost $100 share, 97 and change in 2017, early part. You know, I think this is a name that probably continues to go down lower. You don't know what those accounting changes are going to be. or you know, They're going to have to restate their earnings for the past uh, and the picture of the company is probably going to look different than it is today. So I wouldn't step in front of this train. I mean, just look at GE. GE was a big bellwether and that fell, you know, 80% plus uh, into its lows. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think they're out of their mess either. So, um, you know, I would be looking at other blue chip names. This is too murky. A lot still left to really understand about the story. They just announced earnings and uh, they got a SEC subpoena. <laughs> so definitely stay away from Kraft until the dust settles, okay? Because this could easily, easily drive the company potentially into bankruptcy, possibly, okay? So stay away from it for now. I'm Justin Klein. And this completes another Invest Talk program. And I thank you for your loyal support and questions. Tomorrow is a new day, and you'll have lots of market questions. So I encourage you to give us a give us a call. So please come back. Have a nice evening, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.